Welcome into the Esports Network Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Correa, as always, talking about the latest and greatest happenings within the esports industry, whether that's the games, the players, coaches, executives, and all-encompassing, of course, we got to talk about partnerships. Kind of helps, you know, cement and anchor an esports organization in terms of finances and, you know, in terms of outreach, which is a great thing. And here to help me talk about that, of course, is Tommy Padula, the head of partnerships over at Dark Zero Esports. Tommy, thanks so much t- for taking some time out of your day to come on and, and talk about some landmark deals you guys have worked on as well as dark zero esports no thank you kevin uh really excited to be here as a chat for sure let's get it so for people who don't know your backgrounds uh you were hired on november of 2020 for dark zero esports uh, you have experience extensive experience in marketing business development as well as you know you're previously the manager of corporate partnerships over at mgm resorts international and so we'll get into that maybe a little bit later on as well but also dark zero esports recently signing that landmark deal with resorts world las vegas being part of the very first partnership between an esports organization and a resort company which is mind-blowing of course that hasn't happened already but you guys cutting edge right Right there of course they also have teams and you know valorant rainbow six as well as their own little kind of stream team content creation crew but let's talk about you first tommy because this is kind of like uh, we're getting to know you a little bit so let's 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 talk about this how exactly did you end up working for an esports organization in the first place like on paper you have like a great background your, your business side of things you're like all nailed down pat and then all of a sudden this gaming company is like hey man want to come work for us what was the attraction to dark zero yeah, great question. <clears throat> well, in order to, to answer that um, properly, uh, I, I would have to back up a little bit. And yeah. So uh, I, I went to school in Ithaca, uh, Ithaca uh, College in upstate New York, uh, studied business and played football. So um, sports and entertainment uh, in general uh, was just a major part of my life growing up, right? Mm-hmm. And, and all the way up through my studies. And I wanted to, to continue with that passion, had such a passion for um, for sports entertainment that I, want, I wanted to keep that going. Um, I got uh, an opportunity to move to New York City um, uh, uh, and, and work with uh, a mentor of mine uh, on a few of his portfolio companies. Um, and uh, he kind of taught me the ways of networking and, and, and building that network um, uh, in, in preparation for landing my first job opportunity because that was an internship. Um, and I ended up linking up with some Ithaca alumni that were working at Madison Square Garden and got my start in sports and entertainment at Madison Square nice. Garden in New York City. Um, <clears throat> was in the business development side of things, uh, started from the ground up. Um, I worked with the, the Knicks, Rangers, uh, Liberty, and all of our other um, uh, venues, um, Radio City Music Hall, LA Forum, Deacon Theater, etc., um, including uh, the arena. So that's where, I, that's, that's where it started for me. Um, and, uh, was, uh, after doing some really cool stuff with the, the NBA and the WNBA, I actually brought the Las Vegas aces out to, uh, Las Vegas, wow. um, and the WNBA team. Um, so that's where I started working with MGM resorts international and was just, you know, teaching a casino, how to, how to own a professional basketball team and, and getting that off the ground. And then was, was, was poached internally to, to, to manage corporate partnerships for all of our sports and entertainment divisions. So wow. <clears throat> it was rooted in sports and entertainment, right? Um, and and I learned, you know, how how that how um, that business is running. I learned about that industry, right? Um, got my feet wet, and got to a point in my career where esports and gaming started to trickle in, right? You know, I remember the whispers and stuff like that with the two K teams when I was working in the NBA, of course. But uh, started doing some really cool stuff on the strip um, with the HyperX Arena and yeah. Allied, and that's where I got my like introduction to esports and gaming. It was something where. Like MGM, obviously, major corporation owns majority of the major 
um, uh, resorts that you that you see on the in casinos you see on the strip, Bellagio, Aria, MGM Grand, Mandalay Bay, etc. Um, Luxor. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I, I got to dabble in a little bit of everything, and what we were trying to figure out was gaming. Right now, we understood casino gaming. We didn't understand um, esports and electronic gaming, um, and we we wanted to see how that was going to be integrating in with the future of MGM Resorts, Luxor, and the uh, Hyperx Arena being a big part of that. Um, and that's where I got. I started to see. You know, I was building out activations with Optic. I was wor- working with EA and Madden. I was working with 2K on some really cool stuff. I was working with there was the Ninja event that we did, yes. and it was mind blowing. I was you know someone who's been around the block in sports entertainment, traditional sports leagues, um, working with the NHL, working with the NBA and the WNBA. Um, just the the raw impressions. It was it was like it was very eye opening for mm-hmm. me as someone who did not grow up playing video games. Right, I did. You know, I played with my, I would say I played with my boys on my, on my PlayStation 2 playing um, uh, Madden, et cetera, and, 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 and NHL, but I, I didn't get into, into it, right? I wasn't, I wasn't into the, uh, the culture, um, but I did know that a lot of things were changing, and I think that was a really eye-opening experience for me, working with Twitch, working with Optic, working with Ninja um, in the arena. So that's where the introduction came from, mm-hmm. um, and I was super fascinated by it, right? I, I kind of was thrown in on calls. It was like, you know, I didn't know much about it, and all of a sudden I was talking with the, you know, the executives of the Optic, working with Ninja's team, working, working with EA, and was kind of drinking from the fire hose, right? Um, uh, being a sponge, just learning about the, the entire industry. But um, I also knew that it was very confusing. Mm. for a lot of people on our side right um you know from the brand side right uh from someone coming from from a traditional sports entertainment um uh uh, background it was a lot to consume yeah and uh i felt like when so to fast forward so i get an opportunity dark zero Uh, i have a mutual colleague who's with dark zero um the opportunity presents presents itself there the dark zero you know was headquartered in las vegas multi-million dollar gaming facility like facility and training center right in in, in vegas um brought me by there like showed me at all the facilities like met with the team and it just seemed like such a it almost seemed like a utopia it was like wow this <laughs> incredible place where all of these guys come to play video games and um but it was even i saw also how much deeper it was in that people think it's just guys playing video games no no no. this is a full-blown sports team everything mm-hmm. you see out of another sports team right 360 right um resources and, and support um, and it was exciting and I knew that I wanted to learn more and help be a bridge, um, uh, between traditional sports entertainment b- brands and marketing arms, right. Of, 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 a lot of these major brands that we know from many different sectors and help bridge that gap and, and, and usher them into esports and gaming, um, and get them in front of those eyeballs and help speak to that audience. But I needed to dive into esports and gaming to know that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, darks here willing to take a, take, take a risk and say like, listen, I have all this experience. You're not a big esports and gaming guy. It's not like you understand all these titles, but we can teach you that. Um, and then, and, you know, kind of build that hybrid model of, of having the experience, um, uh, that I brought while being able to soak in and be a sponge in my first you know few months in esports and gaming. So that's why, you know, many people ask like, Hey, like, what was that like, you know, making that switch? What made you want to do that? Um, and I think getting that taste at mm-hmm. MGM and understanding the power of it and then having that opportunity presented to me at perfect time it was during COVID. Everyone was for low. There was a lot of stuff, but I was like, Hey, listen, I think I'm going to go 
stick my nose into this and, and, and go all in and, and be a sponge and, and learn and see what I can do. And it's been an amazing experience so far. For sure. And so you're, you're coming from the sports and entertainment world. And so you, you dive into the esports world. I'm, I'm assuming a lot of those skills and experiences you developed through working with MGN, through working with, um, of course, the, 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 the Madison Square Garden teams. I mean, a lot of those skills were transferable and they're so usable because, you know, nothing really changed except for the teams, the, you know, the dynamics. And of course, uh, you know, I guess the medium changed. That's all. But the, the numbers are still there. The partnerships are still available. And so for you, I'm assuming it's, it's, it was a pretty easy transition. Yeah. The, you know, I won't say it was an exciting transition. <laughs> and for me, like, yeah, and I mean that, and I really mean that. I'm not just throw, throwing that out there. What I mean by that is it was extremely difficult, but that's a lot of that's what I wanted out of it. I was, I was a little comfortable in what I was doing. I understood that world very well. And I remember the excitement of getting into the industry and how uncomfortable I was and how much I was just learning every day and meeting with people. And once, once I got to kind of a comfortable state, um, I, I kind of was seeking out that next, you know, um, that next challenge, right? Yeah. Uh, that, that next opportunity to, to dig in. Um, and so th- it, this was that for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was difficult. Um, but again, I think it was exciting for me because I, when I sit, when I, when I was, when I first joined Dark Zero and enjoying esports and gaming space, I was like, wow, this is great. I want to bring all of the acumen, best practices, you know, et cetera, that, that I've been soaking up on this side and inject it into, into this industry and see if we can build something special. Um, so, but, and, and the other thing too, is that when, you know, I've been a part of major brands mm-hmm. and organizations and that started new ones, right? I bought Las Vegas Aces, which was cool, but like, you know, backed by NBA, WBA, et cetera. Um, this was something where I was going to be a part of it from the ground up <clears throat> um, and, and really have my hands in, in a little bit of everything. Um, so, you know, I'm not on an office with, I'm an office floor with 150 different people from, you know, with five different departments. It's, it's all hands startup, startup feel mentality. Um, and that was exciting for me as well. So as difficult as it's been, there's been a lot of transferable skills. Um, and that's, what's made it an exciting learning opportunity. So I'm, I'm assuming, you know, growing up in, in upstate New York, you're like, yeah, a 12 year old me is going to be a head of partnership someday. That's not something that, you know, we say as kids, but I mean, what, no. what did you experience, I guess, going through, through schools, through, through your education that kind of made you kind of see more of that picture in your mind of like, I can work this angle somehow in this business and really make a name for myself or, you know, carve a path for myself here. I think growing up, <clears throat> growing up, I knew, you know, it's people would always say things like, you know, if you're going to do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life type of thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I think that that's, you know, at least for me, it was something I wanted to seek and find. And I knew that that would mean I would, I would have to do some deep digging into what I was passionate, what I loved and <clears throat> sports entertainment and sports platforms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Esports platforms, sports, sports in general. Right. I, I just, I love it. The power of it, right? What you can do for the youth, what you can do for community, what it meant for me growing up, what it, what it's, what it means for my baby sister right now, my family. I want to, I want to contribute to these platforms in a way. And I think that as soon as I realized, you know, I was playing, I was, that's how I was contributing to this, to this ecosystem. I was a player. I was a football player. Yeah. Um, you know, played basketball, et cetera. I was a part of like, you know, CYO teams. I was a part of, you know, uh, teams growing up, youth teams. And I understood the importance of that. Um, <clears throat> and I wanted to, I wanted to bring, I wanted to bring all of that passion that I had 
to it. But I, I once playing was over, it's like, how was I going to do that? And then I had to look behind the curtain and realize, oh my goodness, there's an, there's an entire ecosystem of people that make this happen, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's casters. Well, there's this front of house, right? There's yeah. casters, coaches, um, right? There's there's the folks who deal with the media, um, uh, the analysts, um, uh, the um, uh, the the back of the house folks. So you're talking about uh, GNs, uh, people making decisions on rosters, presidents, um, all things that we know, like you know commissioners, etc. But then there's even deeper, right? There's mm-hmm. lawyers, there's accountants, there's uh, uh, event presentation folks, the folks that make the show go on, right? The fireworks, uh, like that. There's a, there's entire um, uh, uh, you know divisions um, that help put the show on. So maybe I don't have to leave this thing I love so much. And, and once, once I realized I could connect those dots, um, I knew I was going to do everything I could to get an opportunity to be close to this, this, this ecosystem of sports and entertainment in general, esports, whatever it was, I wanted close. And that's why I, that's why I gravitated to, to Madison Square Garden. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I remember sitting down one day and being like, okay, I want to be in sports entertainment. I'm in New York city. And it was just like, boom, that's the heart of it. That's the center. Mm-hmm. I got to get to the garden. Right. Growing up in Syracuse, I grew up in Syracuse. Um, I watched, you know, Syracuse University play and in and, and Diggy's tournaments and Jerry McNamara and like all these cool <laughs> things to so be able to go. I'd never been growing up to so be able to go. I remember the first day I stepped foot in the garden, I was an employee. Wow. Um, and it, so that was a cool experience. And so did, now fast forward to esports and gaming, that was even further. Of, right. uh, like I didn't never have that in my mind. It wasn't, I don't think it, it was, it would, you know, it was very much so in its infancy. Um, it wasn't around when I was a child, not, not to, you know, not, you know, online gaming didn't really get out until I was finishing up high school. Um, so it wasn't anything that I could have really forcing. Um, so, yeah, I think, but I did know that I wanted to be near these platforms that can make a difference in people's lives. And I understood the community that, that esports and gaming has. Um, and I wanted to be able to, to use that platform to make a difference, a positive impact. For sure. And so, I mean, you make the move from New York to Vegas in terms of companies. And I guess... What was the reaction from the family and your friends like? Like, when you're you're moving from sports into esports. Yeah. What you're gaming? You're gonna be you know kind of working with gamers. How's that gonna work out? Because let me tell you, for me, moving from sports radio into like esports podcasting, I was a whole like 180 for my family. They were like, "What are you doing? What are you talking about? This is so ridiculous." But then the money yeah. started rolling in. They, they, you know, obviously. But what was your experience like with your family and your support system? I think it was a uh, educational process mm. right just like i had gone through my own process of educating myself before making the decision i then had to turn and, and do the same process with you know with stakeholders in my life loved ones etc mentors um and still to this day uh you know i'm, I'm visiting my in-laws in boston right now and, and there's you know um uh we're, we're seeing some family we haven't seen in a while because of covid and of course and i and i have this new role so I'm, I'm doing it right now. Like, okay, so you're with the, you're with the video games? You're, you're with the video games now? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Here, why don't you sit down, grab a drink, and I'll, I'll start to, we'll start to talk. <laughs> and we'll roll it all the way back. And, and I find myself use, trying to use these analogies. Like, okay, all right, think about, like, if the New England Patriots owned a football team and a tennis player, yep. right? Okay, they own their tennis spot, but they're not just in New England. They could be everywhere. Right, <laughs> you know, it's like this whole thing, you know. Okay, so there's publishers; they make the games, 
Okay. And then, so, so there's many different games. <laughs> and then the organizations, they pick the ones they like. You know, that they want to be in. <laughs> so, so, like, the organizations are like the, like the, the Chicago Bulls. I'm like, kind of. <laughs> you almost got it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? so, yeah, yes, I do. So, yeah, it's been an educational process. It's, it's, it's been fun, right, to a certain extent. But I think it's cool because a lot of my family don't know about it. And, like, you know, like, I have a very supportive and amazing family. And, and now they're, they do their best to, they're like, oh, I was on Twitter the other day. I was reading this thing. Like, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that's right. That, that was, that's Ubisoft. They're the publisher I was telling you about. Yeah, I appreciate you supporting, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and trying to understand it, right? But um, I think that, you know, they believe in it and they, and they, they trust it. But, you know, it's going to, you know, you know they, they're behind me no matter what, right? But it was, it was definitely bad and still is an educational process. And I think that that's it for, I think that it's all of us as ambassadors mm-hmm. in this industry. I think we do it all the time. You could be at a, a bu- you know, sitting at a bus stop and, and someone can see someone on your phone and be like, oh, like, what do you do? And then you got to explain, right? Now, boom, right? <laughs> Square run. Okay. So esports, a lot like sports, but electronically. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pop up the script real quick. Hold on. Let me just see. Yeah. All right, cool. Here we go. All right, turn to page four. <laughs> <laughs> How we make money yeah. in esports. Okay, cool. Yeah, which yeah. which is it. a good transition so. to this next kind of news that I, I wanted to talk about because, uh, like I mentioned earlier, a landmark deal came across your desk, uh, Dark Zero and Resorts World Las Vegas, pending a partnership together. Uh, let's, I mean... I guess let's talk about the back and forth between like, is it a negotiation thing? Is it, I mean, how exactly do deals like this come about? I mean, do you just kind of like call up like, Hey, we got an esports organization. You got a, a, a fancy like hospitality chain. Let's partner up. And they're like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <clears throat> yeah, I guess we can back it up. Well, first of all, for, you know, people that, you know, for listeners that want to get into the industry or in sports entertainment in general, or want to be, you know, they're interested in the business side of things, business development, mm-hmm. sales, marketing, et cetera. Um, your network is everything. Yes. Right. And, and I know people, I know people say that, but that doesn't mean like just reach out to a bunch of people and be like, Hey, you want to be part of my network? Um, <laughs> that's not how that works. It, it, your network is the people that the relationships that you build as you are putting in the work, right. And, and, and earning the respect of people around you. And, uh, and form these relationships that reach well beyond like whether you leave an organization and you're no longer like working alongside each other, et cetera. Um, and uh, so it's ironically a really good friend of mine from the garden. It's actually cool. So let's back all the way up. Yeah. A really good friend of mine from the garden um, uh, sat on the same floor as me. Uh, we grabbed coffee occasionally. Um, uh, we had, we'd separated. They had left the garden um, and we ended up working, meeting back up at the aces at MGM. Wow. Um, uh, he was working with the, the, the Nets. I was with the Knicks. Then we ended up with the with the Aces together. We ended up, you know, just crushing together with at MGM. Um, and then, you know, started learning the the Aces and the MGM, like the hospitality side of things and that business and how that's run um, from a sports entertainment perspective. But just in general, um, and then he left and went to the Knights, mm. right? Um, and then I, I I was still with MGM um, and. Uh, and then I take take the role with Dark Zero, and he had taken the role. Left, and I took the role with Resorts World because Resorts World was just opening up here mm-hmm. on the Strip. Um, and of course, you know, really good friends. Uh, but you know, also work together, right? So we, you know, I earned, you know, that relationship was built um, over time. Um, understood, he understood how I operated, right? Mm-hmm. How I do business, 
Um, we were able to, instead of making it like some sort of cold call to a resort and helping them understand gaming from day one, which times have, is the most valuable resource. So people don't really have that type of time. So getting someone to do that would be tough. But if it's somebody that has your respect and is a friend of yours. So I was able to you know, grab, grab dinner, um, start to talk about some of the things we had done together in gaming and, and how we could possibly do some stuff over Resorts World now that I was with Dark Zero. Um, and we just started spitballing really cool ideas, right? Like how, do, how can an org, um, an organization and uh, this amazing new venue collaborate to do some cool stuff on the strip, mm. right? Um, and have them be the resort um, uh, in gaming, right? That everybody thinks about and talks about because we knew at the time we were discussing, I was like, this is gonna be first of its kind, man. I haven't, you know, there's no, I've been doing my research. I can't find a similar relationship or partnership. Um, it's gonna be landmark. Let's make a big splash and let's do something really cool. So because I had that opening that's that that allows for that dialogue to start, mm -hmm. um, which is what I take away I want after the listeners, like that's what allows you to even get in a door and have a start a conversation like this. So you have that's and that's day to day, every day, like working on these relationships and, and watering them and and, and and stuff like that. So um, fast forward, I am I'm, I'm in this I'm you know in a in a brainstorm session and we're talking about different ways to 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 uh, uh, to integrate. Um, and what they, you know, what their, uh, goals are, um, as an organization and how they want to manage their opening and how we can incorporate dark zero with that. Um, and they're a, think about it like this, they're a global company, mm -hmm. um, rooted in Vegas and, uh, that is a, that with a global consumer, right? Mm -hmm. We're a global company with a global audience rooted in Vegas. Um, so, you know, th that's, that's what was cool, right? Like not only can we activate and be right in each other's backyard, but we can, but th we're also an opportunity to get to the, the Japanese market, right? Mm -hmm. And the European market, you know what I mean? One stop shop. So as far as this, this, the marketing opportunity, um, th there was a, a great opportunity there. Plus, uh, you know, you know, resorts and, and, and stuff like that are, they're trying to, especially on the strip, they're trying to start marketing and catering to the younger audience because a lot of their current consumers aging, right? So they yeah. need to become hip and cool and need to continue with that. So there was a lot of synergy there. Um, and then we just discussed cool ways to collaborate. We Then what's important to Dark Zero? What's really important to Dark Zero? Taking care of our players um, and making sure that our staff and, and our organization, everybody a part of it, um, you know, we wanted to, to, to tackle burnout, something really big in gaming. Um, and how are we going to, we, our players are always together, always training, always, it's like, it's, if you're not, uh, practicing or scrimming, you're performing. If you're not performing, practicing or scrimming, you're screaming. If you're not doing any of that, hopefully you're sleeping, right? For mm -hmm. a couple of hours. Um, so burnout's big and we wanted to provide and the guys move away from the families, right? You know what I mean? And they're younger. Like, so this would be a great, we've already had, I think six or seven of the guys have the fly their family. Wow stay at the resorts world and be able to spend three or four days with them, go, go out to eat, right. Go, go sit by the pool, go see a show, um, go sit and go to the spa, get a treatment, get taken care of with mom, right. Like take care of mom. These things matter a lot to our players. And that's what that, that helps a battle burnout and, and, and helps focus on the mental health as aspects of things, but um, also helps them want to, to give it their all every day. Cause they yeah. know that the org has a support, right. I think that anyone who's built an organization and been on a team knows that, you work harder for a leader and, and for an organization that you know has got your back. Mm -hmm. um, and we wanted to be able to do that. So, um, and then provide some really cool experiences for the, for the teams. Um, you know, it's not, you know, but if they, if they're, if they are old enough, being able to go to a really cool cabana night and, and a night or one of the, spend some time at the day club and, um, and get away and, 
and and have fun and do what esports and gaming is supposed to be about, right? Like, yeah. be, you know, the entertainment aspect of things. Um, so there was a lot of synergies there. I know, I know it's a little long winded, but because there's a lot of different things that we could do, but um, we wanted to take care of our players. We wanted to be able to provide that luxury experience for them. Um, we wanted to push the Resorts World brands, the entire our global gaming audience, mm-hmm. and, and make sure that uh, if anyone's coming to to uh, these the esports and sports ca- entertainment capital of the world, Las Vegas, um, that that they would be wanting to stay in in, in Resorts World rooms and, and eat at Resorts World restaurants, right? Um, and uh, and the other thing was events. Um, yeah. uh, so like, how we're going to be able to to activate events wise? Now, a lot of that's a little bit you know, on hold because of COVID, right? So yeah. we have a lot of really cool, crazy ideas. Some of them I can't even share right now because we, you know, we wanna, don't want to give too much away, but, you know, we are, you know, monitoring the COVID situation, but hopefully plan yeah. to do some really cool tournaments that we can reach out and touch fans and um, and do some cool stuff uh, and introduce esports and gaming to people just walking by on the, on the like at the resort um, uh, with some of the events that we're putting up. No, for sure. And so, I mean, this deal isn't one-sided either, right? Because like, you're not just housing up your players in exchange for, you know, the resort world to kind of plaster them all over the organization. You're also kind of helping them develop their own kind of VIP experiences for, you know, resort world Las Vegas guests and kind of putting them, you know, face-to-face with esports, if you will. So, I mean, what kind of VIP experiences do you guys have planned? If you can mention it all, if you don't, if you, if you can't mention it, don't, don't worry about it. But if, is there anything kind of planned in terms of experiences for guests related to esports? Yeah. Um, great question. So, uh, well, I can't, let's just say this. Okay. We're, we're actually, we, we've had some plans that had to be, um, kicked down the road. Right. Um, but absolutely we're actively working together on putting together an amazing event, um, at resorts world where, uh, we could fly in some, some VIPs, fly in fans, um, uh, and be able to, to reach out and touch the fans cause it's been so long. Right. Um, now with that said, uh, you know, we had some, some ideas to do some cool day club stuff. Um, with that said, you know, we're, we're just being very, um, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're being health conscious and being smart. We want to do the right thing. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, we're kind of on, on pause there, but as soon as we're able to, we will take advantage of, uh, the opportunity to, to host and, and do something really cool resource. Well, there is. Maybe I guess maybe I can allude to this, but we're in conversations to to maybe do something really cool around the esports business summit mm-hmm. um, and a charity uh, DZ hosted charity event um, at Resource World. So that's something you could be uh, hearing coming out pretty soon. For sure, for sure. I'll leave, I will leave it there for now. But uh, I mean, so you're you're telling me this deal came about just because you knew somebody, not even in Vegas, you knew somebody in New York who you used to work with, who kind of you just kind of kept in touch with over the years, and all of a sudden it just kind of naturally, organically came about to kind of help partner these two organizations together. That's how it all came about, really. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, anyone who's been in sales or um, partnerships, etc realize you know knows that most of the deals if you ask the question like okay so break it down start to finish how it happened the the stories are crazy yeah it's almost like you could have never guessed like how that like how did the stars align that way right it's because we're constantly working to it like to align stars and constantly mining away at these relationships right like um and looking for like oh wait like let this is an opportunity a lot of these times you just sit back and see and go oh let me call so and so and see doesn't doesn't she work at, let me, okay, but if we can connect those dots, maybe we can do something really cool here. Okay, let me, let me jump on a call, right? Um, you know, so all these things, you know, they have crazy backstories. The, I think the cool part is that, like, yes, the relationship was there, and I could sit down and be like, hey, 
this is an awesome opportunity for us to collaborate. Let's introduce Resorts World to the global, massive, like esports and gaming audience, man. Mm-hmm. Like let's 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 do something cool, right? Um, and yeah, that that is where it started. I remember I remember specific specifically like sitting down at lunch and and my buddy leaning back and being like, actually, yeah, that's that you know we haven't really thought about that, but like you know that, that could be pretty cool. You know, and that's where it starts. Hey, that could be pretty cool. Let's lean in. Let's let, you know, let's lean in. Let's ideate, you know, let's, let's, let's get creative. And that's what I love about my job. Right. I mean, is, is being able to get creative and it does start from a blank canvas sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, making those connections and, and, um, and connecting the dots, you know, in real time. For sure. And so, I mean, realistically, you know, esports organizations don't really partner with one of the most expensive hotel operations ever built in Vegas, right? That's not something you see every day. But Resorts World has already kind of been conducive to these kinds of partnerships. They've already been the first ones to partner with Grubhub for room service. I mean, is it safe to assume that this deal, with it being the first, it won't be the last? Are you hoping there'll be like other trailblazing partnership deals to come along? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I think that we're... I, th- I think you're going to see a lot, a lot of that mm-hmm. uh, coming up. Now, it's ironic because TSM, I believe, revealed their FTX uh, sponsorship on Resorts World screen. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, Phase Clan just had a massive activation at the Day Club um, at Resorts World. Um, Esports Business Summit now wants to. I think they, they've been in, they, they've been locked up to be at Caesars since before the pandemic, but, you know, is exploring doing an activation for this year and, and, and potential opportunities of moving to resorts world. So you're already seeing this, like the resorts world sitting down one day and be like, Hmm, let's, how can we get in front of this massive audience? And now look at the, look at the, the ripple effect, right. Mm-hmm. Um, of, of esports and business, esports in gaming kind of like, you know, uh, intersecting and, and, and integrating with resorts world and, and what they're doing over there. Um, I think, because they are a hospitality, you know, venue um, and a sports and, and entertainment venue, um, there's so much integration there, and there's so much opportunity. Um, mm. So uh, I think that a lot of, you know, I hope that a lot of teams and a lot of other, you know, the resorts and, and hotels are are able to see what we're doing and and want to get involved. Um, I think anytime an organization can usher in a new category by that i mean sponsorship partnership category right um that opens up the doors for uh, a lot of these other organizations because now it makes sense like hey i don't know if you saw what dark zero is doing over at resorts world but we're one of the largest organizations in the world and i want to see what you know you guys are doing at health health you know etc right um and see if we can maybe do something similar i, I want to get get your organization in front so hopefully we can see a lot of uh, a lot of folks take advantage of it. For sure. So, Yanab, one of the largest hotels in Vegas, is it safe to assume the next big deal you're working on might be like small potatoes compared to this one? Or are you still trying to, you know, trying to one-up yourself every time? <laughs> um, well, we're definitely trying to one-up ourselves every time. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, Dark Zero has done such a great job. I think that we're, I think we punch out of our weight class sometimes. Mm-hmm. We're two, we're two uh, title organization right now. Um, to to be able to do what we build the fan base that we've done, um, to garner the the eyeballs that we're able to garner, um, and in ink deals like this, um, it's already such amazing progress mm-hmm. for a two and a half three year old organization, right? For sure. Um, so we will continue trying to punch out of our weight class without a doubt, and 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 bring value and prove what we can do through, at, like you know, being able to to show what we can do with Resorts World, um. 
but yeah, we got some, we got some big stuff. We got some big stuff coming through. Um, uh, but we are excited to, the other thing too about the, with sponsorship and partnership, a lot of it's like, Oh, what's the next one? Oh, what's the next one? <laughs> a lot of times too, like, I, and, and I say, and I say this, and, and I think that, you know, the, the brands and, and the folks that work with me know this, like, I'm also spending a lot of time trying to really double down and activate what we've done too. Right. right. Like, like, so we want to, we want to be great partners as well. So yes, we have, we have some, we have some things on the horizon that I'm super, super excited about. Um, uh, but I'm also, uh, really excited to continue to, to bring some cool stuff to you guys that, that we have, uh, on the docket with our current partners as well. For sure. I mean, it's, it's a balancing act, right? You got to look for more partners, but also help the ones you already have under your, under your umbrella. So I'm sure it's something you right. got to focus on. Yeah. But plus we got to grow and expand, right? We yeah. Yeah. Streams, we got to continue to sign new streamers. And it's going to be, we'll, we'll continue to grow um, uh, as we go, but I, I'm super pumped to have the support uh, of an organization like, uh, like resort world. So I kind of want to ask you a question because it's kind of a little bit more vague, a little more broad, if you will. Right. So right. I mean, five years ago, uh, a lot of esports organizations are based out of LA, San Francisco, New York, Boston, kind of the, the big kind of population centers. And now they're kind of moving a little bit more, you know, Midwest, you know, central area of the, of the U S you see Atlanta popping off some, some cool things that for esports Dallas, where I'm based at a lot of cool things for esports. And of course, Vegas kind of becoming another kind of central hub there. I mean, where do you see, I guess, because I know Dark Zero is based out of there. What do you see Vegas providing for Dark Zero in terms of esports growth? And that's kind of a broad encompassing question. It's it's, it's kind of hard to kind of piece together what possibilities there may may be there. I think there's endless possibilities there and we're super excited about it. Um, Of course, LA, New York, right? Markets. Mm. Out, you know, it's tough for the, any city in the globe to, com- to compete with uh, either of those markets, right? But um, but when you think about Vegas, is special. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's. I, I mean, anyone who could see, like, I'm sure the Raiders people were talking about bringing these teams to, to Vegas. It's like, okay, this is uh, maybe not the population is big, but there's there's no other city in the world like it mm-hmm. where it's this size. However, this many people from the entire globe, right? It's not just a. a uh, uh, a nationwide, uh, you know, uh, hotspot. It's a global hotspot where everybody in the world come. Uh, it's it's essentially the you know the, the world's playground, right? Um, <clears throat> uh, theme park, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> if you will. So it, it's 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 an unbelievable city with all of the resources that you need. I mean, this this city is going to support a Super Bowl, right? The city is going to support um, major mains. Already does support major major events. Um, so I'm, I'm ex- and we have all of those, uh, all of the infrastructure is, is what I'm saying to, yeah. um, uh, to support something big, um, and grow, uh, as, as the industry grows. I also think that, um, it's, you know, Vegas is, this is a global, we're not going to, these sports games are going to be global. So it needs to, if it's going to have a home, it needs to be a global city, mm-hmm. um, uh, like Las Vegas. Um, so I, I hope that, you know, we can build something really special where we're able to bring people in from all over the world to experience this, but also build amazing relationships with the community here in Vegas, which most people don't uh, really realize how um, powerful the community is here um, and, and how quickly we band together. Um, I know we kind of learned firsthand with the Knights 
um, the when the Las Vegas Knights came up, I think of the NHL, a lot of people gave a lot of flack to the city. We're like, why are you giving to Vegas? They're not going to show up. And I think that even was a challenge. Um, and I think we know what happened there. The yes. entire city got behind, behind this organization in ways that you can only imagine. And now going to one of those games is, is I've been into a lot of professional games and a lot of arenas and stadiums in my life and going to a Knights game to hold a different show because of that passion. And I want, I want to, I want to, I want to take that that same model and be able to do the same thing, um, with esports and gaming in in our community uh, with it for, for Dark Zero. Now, what what I do think is really cool and important is that yeah, it's great what the Knights have done and the Raiders and et cetera. What other cities have been able to do with their sports teams and those platforms, I do feel like what they've been able to do is great, but they've been doing it for a specific group, and there's been a whole other population that has been lost but missing out on that opportunity because mm. they don't you know not don't care for football don't care for basketball not a huge fan of this or that right but i do love gaming <laughs> and, like, and i think we found that out when we look at the tv numbers and we look at you know ratings on a on a, on a on uh you know super bowl and then look look over at some of these twitch numbers and it's like <laughs> oh that's where they are found them <laughs> for sure so um, we want to. We, we want to be able to, uh, of course, for brands, be able to be an opportunity to, to introduce yourself to, to this this group that they've kind of been missing out on um, this uh, this this market, but um, also be able to take the platform and do something special with it, right? Because there's also been a, it's been a platform for change that has been taken advantage of, and we want to be in the communities, uh, um, in the schools, right, At, in in the boys and girls clubs, um, and, and doing something really special with our brand and creating generational fans here in Las Vegas. So. Um, th that's going to mean a lot of cool, crazy. We have a lot of cool, crazy ideas, land centers, you know, that bringing in other franchises, right. And, and, and doing it really big. Um, so be on the lookout for that. But I think, you know, we have, I have some really key relationships in Las Vegas and, um, obviously really good friends with MGM resorts, really good friends with, with, uh, resorts world, uh, really good friends with the Las LVCBA, mm -hmm. um, Las Vegas conventions and visitors authority. Um, so we're, we could definitely, we're definitely planning to, to see if we can get all the key stakeholders involved in Vegas and, and, and get the city behind the movement. For sure. And so, I mean, just a little side note, I love talking sports with people because that's like, I don't talk sports enough. I used to work from sports radio. I know I used to work in sports and entertainment. So when you mentioned the Golden Knights, my brain just clicked like, oh man, Stanley Cup finals. Oh no, they, I, I was rooting for them so hard that time. So I can only imagine that kind of support being back uh, for, for an organization like Dark Zero, which would be amazing. Could you imagine HyperX Arena filled with Dark Zero fans like crazy? That'd be awesome. So uh, right? I'd be, right? be cool. season tickets. Like these are all things that, you yes. know, uh, these are revenue models that feed these sports teams on the other side, but we don't get access to here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but we want to, I want to create that type of an environment for sure. I mean, I love it. So, I mean, this from a sports perspective, I, I love it. So I don't want people to think that you're just some business stiff who came in, you know, out of the sports world, came into esports, taking it, you know, by storm. But from my research, you're also a pretty damn good musician. So I got to ask this, right? Let's just on a, on a high note, right? You met Chance the Rapper. How giddy were you after that to get back to pen and paper and start writing up a new song then and there? Oh my goodness. You're, <laughs> you're a man. You're, you're, uh, uh, private eye. I love it. Um, no, but, so I've, yes, I love to write music. Um, it's something that uh, is super therapeutic for me. I, I've, I've always I started writing poetry when I was a kid. I would write short stories and illustrate them, and then those turn into melodies and, and songs. And at first, I never shared them with anybody, right? It was just mm -hmm. something for me. And recently, like in my, uh, you know, as I got in my 20s and I was grinding away at work, I realized, you know, and I think it's an important note for everybody. 
you know, work and career, that stuff's important, but don't, you know, don't forget to, to hold on to these passions and think you, you have to have something else, right? You know, you'll get yeah. crazy if you just have this stuff stirring in your head all day. So music was my getaway. And so um, I did Chance the Rapper. I was a huge fan of Chance the Rapper. I found him on YouTube in like 2012, <laughs> like right off the bat, 10 day. I was listening to 10 day um, and I would run around to all the dorm rooms and be like, this is my chance rapper, chance rapper, chance rapper. And everyone would be like, who's this Tommy? This chance guy. Always about and then he dropped acid rap and then of course went on to drop, um, coloring book. Um, and all of those people came back and like, Tommy, that guy that you knew you were running around talking about him. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I found him. I found him before everybody else. Um, so I felt like I had to kind of get it together with me and chance. Um, and, uh, to see him do what he's done was huge. And, uh, I was working at Madison Square Garden doing a lot of work in the community with the New York City uh, Department of Education. Um, and he did a lot of great work with the yes. Chicago Public Schools, um, social work. So I was working with their organization um, and uh, their team invited me out and, and I was able to, to, to meet Chance and, and talk with them. And it was cool. I remember, so I was, <laughs> I, I was actually super emotional. I was really emotional. Um, when I met him, I was crying. I don't, yeah, I, I just, it was just like, you know, it was just one of those moments where I manifested it in a way. Yeah. It was so crazy to me. And, uh, um, and I remember I went up to him and I was like, you inspired me so much, man. And, uh, and we got some time to chat, but I remember he looked at me. It was so cool. I was like, oh, of course you crushed it. He, me, he, goes, you, he goes, I didn't inspire you. You inspired yourself. And Dang. Like, oh, uh. You're, you're, you're so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love you. No. Um, but we got to chat and, uh, talk about making a difference and using the platform, all of our platforms to make it a, a difference. And, um, yeah, no, of course, of course I, I've, I run home almost every day and write a song. So, um, of course I ran home and, and wrote probably a pretty positive uplifting song that day. Um, oh, man, but yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's one of my, it's one of my big hobbies and my passions and, um, and, uh, and I, and we'd like to do some cool stuff to integrate music in what we're doing here too. So look out <laughs> for that. We've been doing some cool stuff with Tokyo machine and 32 stitches and the music help group. And so I try to like whisper that in. It's funny because I'll call sometimes and I'll be like, by the way, like I produce and write some music too, too. And like, they'll be like, what? <laughs> I don't know the whole music, set agenda, do all this. And then they'll be like, by the way, I'm also an artist. <laughs> Let me know if you need, I'll send you a bounce. I got, I got something for you. <laughs> Dude, that's insane. That's yeah. awesome, man. That, that's crazy. That I came out just because of the work that you did you kind of got the chance to meet chance inadvertently so that's awesome man but, oh, but sadly yeah. our, our time's come to an end here so i can't thank you enough for coming on the sh on the show tommy and, and kind of giving your perspective on things and of course you're a genuine person man i love talking to genuine people and this is always something that i i i, uh, I find out to the interviews and just like you know what this is a, a one to remember i'll put this one up in the books i promise so uh, dark zero gg on twitter and social media platforms i believe it's at esports tommy on twitter and if you want to see the music yeah, esport tommy e esport tommy esport tommy i'm trying to get to a thousand i'm trying to get to a thousand so i'm at 792 hey man only what <laughs> 208 away so get him up there get him up there and don't forget <laughs> check out the music as well at mighty t music it's I'm being honest. It's actually pretty dang good. I'm not just like spitballing here. I'm not trying to gas up Tommy. I'm being honest. It's actually pretty decent music. Come on now. So Tommy, again, thank you for coming to the show, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, brother. Have a great rest of your day. Kevin. You, you too. That's Tommy Padula, head of partnerships over at Dark Zero Esports. And I'm just the guy. I'm Kevin Cray right here on the Esports Network Podcast. Yeah.